Today, on our last comedy interview of the year, it's sad, but we welcome an amazing comedian, Mike Beatrice, onto our show. Hello, Mike. Hey, how are you? Good. Thank you for joining us. Excellent. No, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you, Mike Breedice. Um, so you were telling us before the interesting story of how you got started, which was really you were the um, door person at the, at a comedy space. So how did you make it from the door to the stage? Just uh, getting a, you know, <clears throat> watching the process of comedy, like oh, every night over and over again, just how to, how a show runs, starting time, how many people should be through the door before you start, like when to hold, all that good stuff. I kind of, I was, I was into that for a little while. And then I was just kind of like, I want to do it myself. You know, I'm watching these, you know, world famous comedians every night. I'm watching them do their acts. Some of them, two different acts, two different shows back to back. And I'm just, you know, I was like, I want to do it myself. I want to give it a shot and see how it goes. And uh, just um, started hitting the local mic scene uh, in, in the area and just kind of built up a good five minutes and went from there. So there's many different styles of comedy. What is your, if you were to explain your style of comedy, what would your style of comedy be? Observational, I would say. Just kind of talking about the absurdity of life <laughs> oh. it's situa weird situations i find myself in i tell stories so you can put me into that category as well do you can do we get an example of one of those absurd stories um yeah like like generally not to recreate your your stage presence but like is it communicating with people in the everyday or is or, it or talking something very strange and unexpected? Making a story um, out of an audience member or. Yeah, actually, well, I, I do a fair bit of talking about the mall itself. Cause that, you know, that, uh, I, I my, the funny bone that I work, I work at a funny bone. That's in a mall Crossgates mall. And that, that mall itself is, um, uh, you know, you could, You'll see some strange things going on there for sure. So I find myself, there's a good chunk of my act dedicated to that. I talk about that a fair amount. Um, I'm not like either that, or I have a story I tell about bringing uh, my daughter to see the Easter bunny and you know how that was a very weird thing for me to do as an adult, especially when, you know, I had to do it for the first time since I was a kid, just uh, seeing how that the other side of it, the, the adult side of it versus the kid side. So, yeah, yeah. Malls are such an interesting phenomenon because they met their peak in like the 80s. And I was just listening to a podcast about how they keep trying to reinvent them. Do you find that malls um, have a different, like what's different with the malls currently now since you're spending more time than I am than from like younger years and, and it's maybe heyday? Actually, um, in my opinion, I would say there's a lot less for kids to do. At this point, oh. I would, I think, yeah, no, I truly believe that. I feel like there was more, uh, yeah, like just more kid areas, kid stores than there are these days, which could lead to the problem of, you know, you bring your kid there and then they're bored. They start getting into mischief and that's, huh. that's how that whole thing goes. 
But but there's like I know at Crossgates because I've been a couple times. There's arcades and things, so there is definitely stuff for kids there. Um, I I um I hate to hate to tell you, man. Uh, they uh they took away the arcade. It's not there anymore. <laughs> so I want to go back to you watching what's happening on stage, and then after a while, observing, deciding you wanted to do it yourself. What were some of those things that you um, just learned through the observation of the routine uh, putting on of a comedy show? Um, some things I've learned. Um, always um, have a good time. Like feel the time, know the time, because you don't you don't want to go over. Um, know your act. To it to an extent, know your act for sure. You don't want to get up there and start dropping the ball. Um, yeah, again, it's it's all everything is. I swear, everything in comedy is. It's all about time. Just uh, always be early. Check out your crowd. Know your crowd for sure. Um, yeah, speaking of the crowd, I mean that's something that I feel like you can't prepare yourself for it, right? Once you get on the stage. The crowd is different every day, right? So how have you dealt with that? And do you sometimes get curveballs from the audience? Oh, absolutely. Yes, I do. Um, again, I try to get there early to see people walking into the venue. Um, let's see if they're older, an older crowd. Maybe I'll change up a few bits here and there. Cater a little bit more towards an older crowd. Um, a big show versus a little show. I can kind of cater my act in that way. Um for a bigger show, obviously, I, I, well, I don't know if it's obvious and maybe not for everybody, but for me personally, I feel like uh, I do much better with a bigger crowd. I can be a lot more loose. Mm-hmm. Um, and just thinking about like, you're talking a lot about sussing out the crowd and like paying attention to them, which is very much the job of a door person, right? You're kind of predicting who's going to maybe need a little extra attention you know maybe they're drinking a little too much right do you do you see that overlap between the way that you're sussing out the crowd as a comedian and the the work that you had at the door yeah absolutely definitely that's a that's a very good i never actually really thought about that that's a very good point yeah because like you know some crowds are obviously going to be a little bit more rowdier than others i i tend to like a rowdy crowd Again, it just it allows me to kind of get away with certain bits and jokes that I wouldn't with, we'll say, like an older kind of crowd. You can push the buttons a little more. Is that what you're saying? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I can, you know, I could say a thing or two that might get the audience to go, ooh, instead of one. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, um, you recently did the roast, right? What yes. is a what is a roast, and how do you prepare for one? Oh man, so a, a roast is where you um uh you have like a guest of honor, or you know like you're the main. Uh, for example, it was my manager at the uh, Funny Bone. We were roasting. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we were roasting my boss. So for this, there were many levels of uh, difficulty for me personally. Um, that's like so brave. Uh, yeah, you get a bunch of people together that you know or that the guest of honor knows and you kind of make fun of them. Um, I felt that the challenge for this was not only was it my boss, but you, you can't. Some of the jokes I was writing in the beginning, they were just mean. 
I'd run them past other people and they'd, they'd be like, I, I wouldn't say that just a little too mean. So I, I found the first challenge is, uh, you know, if you're going to, if it's going to be mean, make it funny and maybe not mean, maybe just naughty. If, if that's the right word. <laughs> so you want your jokes for a roast, not to be entirely mean. You want a funny aspect to them. Yes, definitely. You want to, you want to take that. Uh, yeah. That, I, again, I'll use the word mean, but yeah, you want to take that mean and then just make it relatable and or funny so that, you know, other people can kind of relate or especially if they know that person, which they they tend to at roast, they have an idea of who the guest of honor is. They uh, they get to laugh about it as well, because we all know that what we're all saying, there's some truth to it. So it's kind of like making sure that the person you're roasting is in on the joke rather than feeling bad about it. Yes, 100%. I also uh, found a challenge for that to be, sometimes I found myself complimenting in the writing process more than like making fun of, which maybe that was just me. There's just some people, because not only do you make fun of the guest of honor, you make fun of all the other roasters. And some of those roasters are my friends. So, uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> I, I didn't want to be mean to them. So I'd end up saying right. compliment, trying to find a, like almost like, I tried to make a compliment mean spirited and it just wouldn't work. I'd end up being like, you know, you're actually a really good looking guy. You speak well in front of other people. And then before I know it, it's just a list of compliments. I'm like, oh, I didn't get anything out of that. Isn't that, couldn't that be a, a comedy style too? It's like the apologetic comedian. Yes, definitely. For sure. <laughs> I was going to say, you must be brave to roast your boss. Oof. Yeah, that, um, I had to watch what I said for sure. I definitely, you know, I, I went to my, I went to my girlfriend. I said, do you think this is appropriate? I went to a, a couple of other comedians said, do you think it's appropriate? And overall, I, I came up with a few, few bit, good bits for her. So this kind of work is very much about towing the line. Is that something that you can learn? I mean, there is like comedian school, right? How, or I guess maybe more of the question is, how easy is it to learn that line? Um, and how much of it is kind of like you have to have the intuition to begin with? Oh, um, that is uh, that you, you, depending on the joke and the writing, you don't always know. This is why it's very important to go to open mics and things like that. Cause then you get to like test it out and, and at least a small certain audience. Like, was that too far? Sometimes you find you can actually even go a little further you know, some people, you know, further into the joke or further into like even the uh, like the, the again, naughtiness of a joke. And uh, but I've definitely uh, I've gone to an open mic and I, I've definitely gone too far. Sometimes it happens to all of us. It's part of the writing process. You have to you will make mistakes. You will say things that you probably sometimes shouldn't have said that actually happens, you know, <laughs> and, and you know. So, yeah. Do you think it's important for when a new comedian is starting to sometimes fail, bomb at, at shows? Is that a good learning curve? You, it, no matter what, you will bomb. That is, it, it's how do you deal with bombing is the more important thing, honestly. Because, um, I, I mean, even to this day, I, I, no matter, you will always bomb no matter what. That's something that you just have to accept at some point in this line of work is, not everybody's always going to want to listen to what you're going to have to say. Not everybody's going to like you and that it's unfortunate. And, but that's just how it goes. You will bomb and it hurts a lot. 
<laughs> it hurts right in in the feels. It gets you every time. It's, it never feels good. You just gotta you gotta learn. Hey, this is part of the process. This is how it goes. I'm not always gonna win them over, and hopefully that can lead to you writing a little bit better in the future, or maybe tweaking your joke, or maybe it's just the crowd. It, it could be a mix of both, any of those yeah. things. Well, Mike Breedice, we have about uh, 90 seconds left. We'd love to follow, um, keep tabs on what you're doing. So what is the best way to find you? Are you on social media or somewhere else? Yes, I am. I am on uh, Facebook. You can get me at Mike Breedice Comic. That's M-I-K-E-B-R-E-D-I-C-E Comic, C-O-M-I-C. That's on Facebook, or I'm uh, I'm also on Instagram. That's dreaded seven 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 dreaded. My I have dreadlocks, so D R E A D E D seven seven seven. And uh, yeah, if you follow me, you can get all my comings and goings. You can get everything, all my show dates or whatever I have coming up. And currently, you don't have anything uh, set, but you'll have something in the new year. I'm kind of hoping to, I would say, keep a, keep an eye on my social media. I'm trying to work something out within the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, hopefully I uh, nail it. I'm trying to open for a comedian that I like that's coming to the funny book. Yeah. There must be something else to like, like set things up for somebody who you admire a whole nother set of nerves. This has oh, been such a pleasure to speak with you and, I hope that we'll hear from you. You'll come on again next year. And and definitely in person next time. Yeah, for sure. And that, thank you for having me. This is awesome. Um, yeah, no, I, I look forward to the next time we get to do this again. And uh, hopefully next time I have a couple dates lined up for you. Yes. Great. Thanks so much, Mike. Talk to you soon. Yep. Thank you. Goodbye.